0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekend Rental, episode 127. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan, and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Biff.
1: What's going on, guys?
0: Hola, part timer. All right. If you enjoy trying to get full timer. (laughs) If you enjoy our podcast, head on over to geek.com where you're gonna find podcasts on video games, music, movies, and so much more. Geek.com. What's your geek? Um, I'm excited. You know why I'm excited? Because we're we're doing a buy-rent burn. We're kicking things off with a good old-fashioned buy-rent burn. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, or if you're unfamiliar, what we do in this segment is we pick three games typically for a given system and we play them all um, and decide which ones we would personally buy rent or burn. And by burn, we do mean set on fire, not pirate a copy. Uh, So I don't know this, this one I'm I'm excited about and I'm nervous about because there's a lot of sameness in there. There's a lot of quality, but there's a lot of sameness. So this, this installment to buy rent burn, we've gone with uh, the turbo graphics or PC engine is the system of choice. And we are going to be discussing the Bonk's Adventure games one, two, and three, or a PC Engine, I believe, one, two, and three on the uh, on the PC Engine. So I guess go in order, right? Um, Bonk's Adventure, kind of. I don't know. He's 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 the Mario Sonic of of the Hudson World, right? I mean, it's a it's a cute platformer game. It has good visuals, funky music, interesting gameplay uh, and a, and a lovable, very expressive mascot character who is a bald little caveman dude named bunk. What'd you guys think?
1: I think that's uh put together very well, very accurate. I think it was one of those moments that I didn't realize Like you, you think of, okay, Nintendo, Mario, uh, Sega, Sonic, those kind of tie ins, and for some reason, I don't know, you just don't really think about you know other mascots, but yeah, this was TurboGrafx's answer to having that one mascot that they never had, um, by developing some bald caveman guy. So I thought that was really interesting, but uh, yeah, they're very much the same i in my mind i thought progressively they got better but definitely very much the same
0: subtle
2: improvements
0: or tweaks yeah yep
2: yeah. but i mean the the biggest claim to fame was obviously they were showing off sprites you know and that they were, amped that up on each installment that as well and color palette yep yep the big color palette and uh animations too i mean the power-ups and the animations that you get in this game are really cool compared to you know the basic mario and all that you know mario gets a fireball whoop-de-doo well bonk gets a fireball but he looks a little bit more pissed pissed off about it you know
0: (laughs) yeah and he, he he reacts with expressions when he gets hit when he dies he falls asleep on screen it's it's a much more animated character, and they knew that the visual strength was the real key there. It's not that the gameplay adds anything overly new to the genre. It's well done. Um, and, you know, in, in the way of power-ups in this first game, there's not much, right? There's there's the meat power-ups, kind of, and there's not a whole lot of other goofy stuff that comes in later, like the giganto the mini stuff. Um, the little, I don't know. What, what do you call like the cute face thing? What's that power up? <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Uh, that's weird. Um, the one th- thing I will say with this game though, is if you fail to pick up on the subtle, like hints that they were really trying to remind you that it was a turbo graphics game. And that turbo slider is your friend. Um, you can make a lot of situations in these games, miserable. Like climbing walls, or mm-hmm. you can screw up your jump. Uh, so, so learning those little things that are probably explained in an instruction manual, but are definitely not indicated to you in game, will make or break your playthrough of these things.
1: My <laughs> approach to this was very—I don't know. Yes, they're great games for the Turbo Graphics iconic. Uh, if if you have the Turbo Graphics 16 system you definitely want these games or at least really try to find them as cheap as you can. But I I approach games like this. I was telling Ryan, I I approach this game very much like a a Mario. You want it to be a Mario. It's that, that type of game where there's the platforming. And so I just want to, I just want to go super fast. I want to hold down B and just go for it. So I don't know how many times I wanted bonk to run and I'm like, go man, just go, <laughs> just go and fly through a level. And that's polar opposite of how you, how the games even design. Yeah. So to me, it came across as, is a bit clunky or bonk was a little clunky and not moving as fluid or fast as, as he should. Um, and so when I, I played them sequentially. So the first one, I was like, I don't know how many times I died. And then I'm like, no, I don't want you to jump and spin. So I thought there was something to do with the switches or did Mm -hmm. I do something wrong? Um, but it, it took me, it took me quite a bit of time just to even get used to, to how he's supposed to move and what he's supposed to do as far as his like tumbling and yeah, spins and stuff like that.
0: And learning to, put that turbo slider up and use the air tumble, especially in boss battles Mm -hmm. is a crucial piece to figure out, you know, learning to turbo toggle the jump to climb and traverse certain things. Yeah, it it is. If you're conditioned by every other major mascot game of that era to just assume you're going to run fast and you're going to jump on something's head, you're going to have a real bad time until you figure out, while not drastically different, it, there's subtleties that make this game play fundamentally different from its peers in a really fun way. Um, You know, and there's, there's some cool things they do with that. Um, But yeah, I think they definitely, you know, when you think about the, the hardware infrastructure of the turbo graphics and how it was really good at pushing pixels and sprites, but wasn't so, you know, it was really just eight bit essentially on the, on the processing side you know i'm 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 sure that was a deliberate choice to not tax the hardware with these massive colorful sprites plus try to make it run super fast
2: yeah well and the first one especially is just i wouldn't say it's a very it doesn't have a very good design to the gameplay i mean the enemies and stuff are just kind of like randomly placed you know like Mario 1 famously is like that first Goomba is there to teach you when to jump and all that stuff and when to stop and run. But this game, it's just like we're just randomly placing these dinosaurs here and there. But at the same time, I really appreciate kind of the first few levels of these games are like kind of just like a breezy, like romp through, you know, his homeland or whatever, or where he's just hanging out for before he gets into the shit.
0: Yeah. Even like the first, like, few acts of this first game are very one dimensional and that there's not a ton of verticality there's not a ton of difference in how you approach levels it's just kind of a left to right avoid stuff um
2: very much adventure island it felt yeah. like first yeah.
0: one. it's the start of something than to build upon but you're right it doesn't do anything like crazy at that point uh, i will say the the coolest thing that it introduces and continues to do throughout the series is just that whole like I love the lead up to the boss battle encounters where you just like climb in the chamber and like enter it. Like, yeah. I don't know. It gets you psyched. Like, you know what you're in for, right?
2: Yeah. And I, I think all the way through the series, that's impressive too, is, you know, most of these games like Sonic and Mario, it's two, one, two, two. They're both basically the same level where bonk, it kind of changes it up every level. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Especially after this first one, like they start going and, many directions very quickly.
2: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> so, so with that, I guess, I think we've kind of summarized the basics of this one. Let's talk about Bonk's adventure Two. Um, first thing right off the bat is I would agree it, it you know, like Tandy's point with the visuals and the colors and the sprites, they double down instantly in that first zone. They want you to be wowed with the first stage. Um, and then they kind of turn the gameplay on its head and, it's, and, and, go very hard in the vertical like hey we can do we can do vertical scrolling now like we can we can implement this it's not the same bonk you just saw which there was some of that in the first game but they really lead with that in this one um and, and kind of to a bait and switch sort of thing as the game progresses but yeah it's it's a it's a showstopper of an opening level and it's it's a ton of fun yeah
1: it, it definitely t- it, intensifies for sure, oh, uh, yeah. you know even it just with difficulty, going from you know Bonk's adventure to revenge, it it definitely amplifies, and they throw so much more at you. Just yes. no, and that's yes, yes. So not, I guess not a detriment if you're a collector player where you want to get every smiley face, you want to get every power up or whatever. There's plenty of them and so i think that but it yes, slaps your hand hard
0: right off the bat yeah. and if you're not prepared for that i bet a lot of kids walked away pretty early
1: oh yeah definitely the difficulty like i said ramped up but i think the generosity of uh the meat and the generosity of like the fruits and veggies and stuff like that to keep mm-hmm. your health up kept me going now if it was one of those you know, NES hard games where you get nothing and you have to grind your way through. Yeah, a lot of kids would be, yeah, I'm done. But I think this is one is like, oh, you thought Bonk was cute. Yeah, now we're going <laughs> to ramp it up for you. Good luck with this.
0: Just that second area, though, off the the cute opening act where you hit the cave and you hit those purple face suckers for the first time. Yeah. God, that's that's like rage inducing because if you screw that up at all you're like instant continue mode like i i've progressed very far into this game in the past and i fucking got to continue the my first time entering that cave and i was just enraged like it's such bullshit it's a frustrate. like it's a it's a terrifying character it comes on screen in any of these games and i'm just like running the opposite direction
2: you <laughs> I mean, that's one of the big things to mention is like Bonk's main attack, at least when he's on the ground, is not all that great. I mean, right. it's powerful, but it's very short. Like you got to be right there. Otherwise, you're going to whiff and then get hit immediately if you miss.
1: And there's many times you're, you know, uh, like halfway in an enemy and there's it's not working like the hitboxes are so.
0: hmm. Yes.
1: I don't know. Just not, they're not consistent. And, and so, yeah, you could be right up on someone and have zero space and they're taking all your health or you could be like just slightly a couple of pixels away from someone and knock them off. And so that part, that part was a little frustrating, especially when they are throwing everything at you. And again, me wanting to sprint as fast as i can away from everything i'm like shoot this thing yeah the face suckers or whatever they are and oh my gosh and yeah. then you play this game where you think everything is bad so even <laughs> even the butter butterflies that you're right. like they look cute and nice no they're gonna kill me they're gonna kill me oh no they're nice and so you don't know what's good and what's bad
0: yeah, you head one of them until you realize it's a collectible and you're like oh okay yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's what like what throws me off with revenge is so in the first game you get to some later stages where there's like some swinging and some climbing and some traversal. So as good as the opening section is, that second that second immediate jump into that cave with a difficulty ramp, and then that major emphasis on the climbing, swinging, mm-hmm. and wall jumping, which is probably this game's this series' weakest area. Yeah, the like wall just jump. To, so. Yeah. So they just force you it like you have this great high going and then just this like little bottleneck of like pocketed frustration, and it kind of just i mean it gets it 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 goes in different directions once you're through there, whatever but it it's a weird one two approach to introducing this game, and I think I don't know it it's hard for me to appreciate it as much for that reason I think.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely agree on that. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I f- I feel it like this one, I don't know. I feel like Bonk's ad- uh, adventure, the very first one was kind of this intro to, to the game. And I don't, I don't know how well it was received. I mean, they went for a sequel, so I'm assuming that it went yeah. okay or good enough.
0: I mean, they. they but, I think they used him as the mascot. Like, I think Bonk is right. pretty synonymous with. You know, if, if you were in the Turbo or PC Engine world, I think these were very highly regarded games.
1: Right, but it's to me, it wasn't even close to the first one. Yeah, there was some yeah. like gradual changes, but going from one to two, I I would have been pissed. You know, I I'm yeah. like, wait a second, I don't. I didn't buy this. They just threw everything on the, on the screen. And
0: yeah, it's like they yeah, went for uh, the, they went for the visual overhaul because Bonk does have a different sprite. Um, He's, he's, yep. he's more expressive. Like the color palettes tweaked. I think that's where they really put their focus, but I think they almost took a step back in terms of level design in this one. Um, Maybe it's yep. kind of how I felt.
1: And it's the only game ever created that you can climb things with your teeth so that that's (laughs) gotta be
0: that's gotta be something
1: oh i i don't i'd be surprised if there was another game that you're climbing (laughs) with your mouth
0: you might be onto something beat him and eat him i don't know Uh, oh my gosh (laughs) so i think we've pretty much summarized that um let's let's get to three the third entry, um, very late in, in the Turbo Graphics PC Engine life cycle. This got a Turbo Duo, I think a Turbo CD release. Um, but there is a Hue Card version, which would be the one we played. Um, and I think <clears throat> for my money, this one takes everything and the high points that it learned in, in terms of, you know, the best level design from the earlier games, the visual overhaul, amps it all up and takes like, some of the craziness and then to the next level, like enemy that you like, you could be walking by a typical enemy, and the next thing you know, you're for some reason encountering just like the weirdest, like tentacle monster or freak show. Uh, in the next, like the next section of the game, it's 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 nuts. The power ups are a lot more involved as far as traversal of the levels. Um, you can you can now expand and be almost like a screen dominating bonk. Well, before uh, Mario and New Super Mario Brothers had that idea, you know, 20 some years later and you can shrink down to get through pieces. There's there's I wouldn't say the level design is perfect. I I think level design is the weakest aspect probably of all these games, Um, but they do some really fun stuff and take some really crazy liberties in terms of where you go in this game that makes it pretty hard to put down.
1: Yeah, this is where it definitely, you know, like we said, it, it continues to just increase and get a little bit better, get a little bit better. And, and this one, yeah, I mean, this is towards or maybe the one of the last games of the Turbo graphics, or close to the end of its, its time. And so that's always fun, you know, especially with like Super Mario Brothers 3, when they get... You know the system's been out a long time, they're like, "Oh, now we know exactly what we can do and how we can maximize everything and So I feel like this approach was was the was all the ideas that they wanted to do in one and two, but couldn't figure out a way and so i love I love three where there's so much diversity, like you said, the different types of candies. And trying to figure out, okay, what do I need and how do I get to this place? I Again, very generous with candies all the time off of any enemy or flower or whatever. And, and so I, I really like that component where you can be this giant bonk, take over the whole screen and feel so powerful. But then also be able to finesse through small areas, I think was really clever for them to to develop and i feel that with that feature it, it makes you want to explore the game more and not just i want to get to the end i want to get to the boss it's okay i should go check out this area i bet you i can get here with this and i did find out that the the candies regenerate where you leave them. So you just walk off screen and walk back on you are like, Oh, okay, good. (laughs) You don't need to save them up.
2: See, that's where I'm a little bit conflicted on it because after playing the first two, you have a pretty solid understanding of what a bonk game is like. And I feel like the candies and the, that kind of turns it into a different game, especially like the big and the little puzzles that you have to try and traverse through feels more like that type of puzzle level design more than straight up action platformer that bonk is so i was like i think i liked it but it didn't it was really hard to compare because it didn't seem like the same game compared to the other two
0: yeah <laughs> if you look at that the,
1: if you look at the history of of bonk you know, they didn't stop after that. It's like, what could we do? Oh, yeah, let's make a shooter out of it. And they're <laughs> make like, airs on. They never had a desire to make it the same game. It was we're going to put bonk yeah. wherever we can to yeah. sell systems.
0: Until they started porting and then Game Boy was pretty much standard. The NES one's very standard. The Super Nintendo one is probably closer to three in that there's some pretty insane elements in there. Um, but yeah, that is true. They kind of, they were always changing it. Um, like this one could have
2: had a different character and you wouldn't have known. Right. Yeah. Like there's nothing specifically about this that would be like, oh, this has to be a bonk game.
0: Yeah. Once you're getting to like the weird stuff, which comes pretty early, 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 early on, like, you know, this, the spaceships, the, the, uh, television room, like. Yeah, there's some stuff where they could have dropped about any mascot in, and it would have. I mean, it'd still be fun, but yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. It's, it's a different vibe. It's more of an exploratory adventure instead of just left to right or top to bottom.
2: That's probably better for it too.
0: Yeah, it was it was cool to see him try new things, and you know, to their credit, like the visuals on it are. Top notch. I mean, the sprite scaling that they do with like blowing him up and shrinking him down. Like it's all super smooth. Looks great. Um, the enemies of all sizes are well done. Um, well, I mean,
2: that's the impressive thing too, is about the sizing stuff is, you know, most games like this will just be like, well, we'll set you on a 32nd timer that you get to be big for 30 seconds. And then we'll build out the level that you can only go this far in 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. but no you can stay big and go a lot of places i mean there are some areas where they kind of like bottleneck you down to a different size but Mm -hmm. it's impressive that they had to make you know level design work in both ways all the way across
0: yeah it's pretty cool and i think you know the the candy and power-up respawning that you mentioned biff i think you know that was very much intentional because they knew that if they didn't have that You were certainly going to lock yourself into a a corner Mm -hmm. and and it would be game over. Right. So, um, kind of neat. I, again, I really dig it and it is, it is way different, but I like that was the one even replaying them again for this where, um, I was just sitting there and realized, like, you know, I I gave these games a fair amount of time to like refresh, but I gave this one like 40 minutes. Like, I just kind of lost track of time and eventually made myself turn it off and move on to something else. But,
1: you know, a downplay on it. There are some, There's definitely some inconsistencies throughout the whole series. You know, one, two, and three, there's definitely inconsistencies. And even in this third one, you'd have an amazing level design, like really well thought out background and all that stuff. And then you'd get into another level that looks like they just ripped it off of the very first one. And so... Again, with this like natural progression of getting better, brighter, bigger, whatever. And then it's like, did I play this level? Especially when you're playing them in order, they all Mm kind of run into each other.
2: Or other games like uh, Mario 3 Airship, for example.
0: (laughs) No, that's not what they were referencing at all. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So
1: definitely some inconsistencies where. I don't know, especially by the third the third game i mean you we were seeing games on other systems that were having you know three scrolling backgrounds and you know clouds moving and all of that kind of stuff and everything seemed very
0: yeah i don't know mono yeah, the bond series to me has always felt very like character and world focused like they're selling you that, right? Like that's the attention grabber and that's where they put their effort. And it's always felt like the level design was never maybe their strongest strong suit or at the forefront. And yeah, I completely agree. And it is weird how you do go from areas like even that second game, just completely lush and thought, you know, amazing. And granted you're in a cave in that second section, but it's pretty sparse, right? Like a lot of black, not, not much detail. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And it it, it varies so much too, as you progress through those games, Like you can take some real steps back, especially in the first bunk. Some of those later stages get real fugly, I guess I'd say. Well, I think it's time. We got to give our verdicts and decide which of these games, Bonk's Adventure 1, 2, and 3, we would personally buy, rent, or burn. We're going to kick it off with Andy. Of course.
2: Oh man, this one is a little tricky for me because I think there's some plus sides and some drawbacks to all of them. Like, none of them really stood out to me. Um, but I think I'm going to buy number three because that was the one I had the most fun playing, I guess, consistently. Um, the, the power-ups and the, you know, gorgeous of course because it's at the end of its life and sprites are amazing and all that the music's great but yeah after playing the first two i couldn't necessarily say yeah this is the best bonk game because it didn't really feel to me like a bonk game but here we are i think that was the best one that i would like to play since i mean it has it on the title so we'll go with that um i think my rent oh man going to be tricky i think the second one only because i like that first level so much and that's sure. like in the same way that sonic you play the first level of sonic
0: yeah you do green hill zone you shut it off you come back seconds later and play green Hill Zone again right
2: yep yep i think that's pretty much the only reason um there's some good levels after that but I don't know, that that one really got crazy with a lot more of the hidden platform or, uh, you know, areas, hidden areas as, as well. Whereas the first one didn't have too much of that. Mm-hmm. And uh so there's a little bit more to try and get to in that game. Whereas the first one, it really felt like they had a cool graphic system and they wanted to show it off, but they had nobody actually be like okay let's make this a challenge or i mean there are challenges but at the same time they just seems like there's like it seems like a roguelike where (laughs) they just randomly place different enemies in certain areas Mm -hmm. so i think that's going to be my burn three two one
0: nice I mean, that's how it should be, right? In, as far as better, better, better. and
2: oh. Is that how Mario went? I don't remember.
0: <laughs> okay. Old wounds. <laughs> Biff?
1: Uh, I'm going to say by number three, I think by that point they got the game that I wanted I wanted to play. So just with the variety, the power ups. Yeah. The exploration. I think there was just, it was well thought out. And so that's definitely going to be my buy. Oh man. My rent. I think my rent is going to be number one. Um, I, I feel like. The playability is there. There's less anger issues and rage. Um, and and so that's going to be my rent. And then my burn is going to be number two. It's a good game. It. I just think that they were trying too hard initially to like, okay, we're going to ramp up difficulty they just throw a lot at you that you're trying to decipher again. What's good. What's bad. How do I navigate this? And I feel that especially playing them, playing them in order one to two is a big jump compared to two to three. So uh, I think that is going to be my burn. Ryan, what do you think?
0: (coughs) Uh coughing aside um, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy three I I can't argue just like you guys that it it isn't the most engaging one when you put it in like you find yourself just continuing to play because you're having a genuinely good time even if it's true and he makes a good point that it's pretty far out there for what the previous two games had set up uh, for that character uh, I still like it the most Um I'm gonna rent one as well I I like the bare bones aspect of it. I like that. It's just a straightforward platforming game. Um, it's got some rough spots. I mean, this whole series does, but I have a really good time playing that one. Um, and I put a lot of time into that one and continue to enjoy it. And two, I just, while it's a good game, I just have to burn it. Cause it's got that great opening first step. And then just that second massive, in my opinion, misstep. And yes, the game does go in different directions and it's consistently good from there, but it's just such a weird first couple of levels. Um, but, you know, we got to burn one of them. So I guess we're burning two where I am. But at least we all agree. The three is amazing. Uh, huh. Well, I think that's another Byron Burn in the books. It was a fun one. I haven't done Turbo Graphics in a while. Um and, you know, Bonk is a great character. He's he's a he's a well-groomed gentleman and with that, uh support for Weekend Rental Pro- Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package—the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you: twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code RENTAL at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about eight million balls.
2: Well, give or take a few—you know, one. There might be a single ball. There might be three balls. But you're probably already not.
1: Did you carry the one carry, (laughs) carry the one.
0: It can be fuzzy math, but I don't know, fellas, we, we, we've had some time uh, with our performance package, 4.0 bundles, the lawnmower 4.0, the, the, the products. What do you guys think? I, I, for my money, they're good. It's enjoyable. Um, I was very impressed with the overall package pun intended. Um, I love that the lawnmower 4.0 has an led light on it.
1: I got to jump right in and say that the flashlight or the lights on, on the mower. Very nice. Yes. I already have tough vision, so it's already, it's already considered a dangerous situation for me. And so the, the ability to clearly see where everything is, is going is it's good. It's refreshing and I think we need to mention the deodorant.
0: Oh, yes. yes That's it's so right. nice. Yes, so the, nice. I'm not the,
1: sweating through my pants anymore. I'm cro- not.
0: Crop Preserver Ball deodorant and the Crop Reviver. Uh, yeah, the ball deodorant's good. I mean, it's.
1: fantastic.
0: We're coming up on summer season. The last thing you want is to be overly hairy down there. Uh, but anyway, and then you, you couple that with the ball deodorant. You, you Hot days around here, avoid swamp ball. It's great. Plus, as we've yeah. talked in this podcast before, I'm a guy at my age who's mostly ball at this point, but let's be honest. Anything you can do, like whack down the hedges to make little guy look a little bigger in comparison, that's a win in my book. <laughs> it might be an optical illusion, but I'll take it. Thanks, Manscaped. Yep. I'm wearing the
2: underwear right now that you get free with the oh, form- me too. performance pack with,
0: with the performance bundle. Yes, they're great yep. underwear. Very easy breezy. Uh, no yep. chafing. Very Nice. Yep. I like them oh,
2: no. a lot. Yeah. I think the, the them other them. night, I mean, we, me and my wife, we just finished the deed and my balls just audibly said, Thank you. And my wife said, oh. You're welcome. And I said, No, that's for me. It's... <laughs> I did that. That's Manscaped great. did that.
0: Yeah. No, it's been great. So, everyone, uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code rental at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code rental, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. The fun sponsor, a fitting sponsor for this podcast. We were probably going to talk about balls. anyway, So
2: why not? It would have come up
0: it versus yes,
2: absolutely unintended.
0: Yep. You know what else came up in my Netflix feed? Stranger Things Bridgerton.
1: 4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stranger Things.
0: It's about
1: stinking time. Waited forever. So this is on one that.
0: yeah, one half of the final season. The second half drops, I think, the July 4th weekend. But I don't know how many episodes there were. If there's like seven or eight. All of them are over an hour. So it's a big chunk of episodes. And I'm personally happy to report after watching them all that I'm the guy who has said every season of Stranger Things gets progressively worse that is no longer the case. This is maybe the best season of stranger things. All right.
1: 100% agree. I, I would agree that, you know, one was the pinnacle season. One was the pinnacle. And you're like, just stop. Like, this is perfect. Just stop. And, and then, yeah, two came out, not super great. And then three was like, what are they doing? And, You know, and it just progressively got worse. But this one, they nailed it. Yes. They absolutely nailed it. They brought in just some of the stuff from, they answered a lot of questions from even season one, season two. And I absolutely loved it. Freaking loved it. I watched the whole season in a weekend with my wife. Uh, I'm waiting for. Part two, which is coming out in July, and I I hope that they don't ruin part one. But if part one was the end of it, the last of it, I think that it would still be okay.
0: Yeah. Although um, they you leave guys, you at such a cliffhanger, it's like now I'm just dying to see <laughs> like how the well there's so the weird thing is is there's three concurrent storylines simultaneously in different parts of the country and or world and the one piece i'm just like i have no idea how this resolves i'm curious so
2: that's i mean that's awesome to hear because that last season after it ended and everything i had some very serious like a lost vibes where they were just writing by the seat of their pants so when you're saying like hey they're answering questions from the first season and stuff like that where it seems like maybe this was the way that they planned it out all along they have a something in mind that's really encouraging to hear
0: there's some interesting stuff like we don't have to dive in i don't want to spoil things but there's like some weird crossover stuff between like reality and the upside down that they have introduced and haven't quite explained like how that meshes because it was always kind of laid out in the previous seasons where the upside down was like its own entity and like they don't mix and like everything that originated there originated in that world. And and that's appearing that maybe there's, that's not entirely the case. I don't know. It's, but man, it is, it is gruesome and intense in some spots in a way that this show hasn't been, um, a lot of like Sam Raimi vibes with just like body mutilation and shots. Um, you know, they're definitely paying homage to the era of like eighties and nineties gore. Um, with this, because like every season's kind of like it's done that, right? Like it's this is the genre that's loosely threading it together. Um, but yeah, this is definitely, definitely intense, man.
1: Maybe I have something wrong with me that could very well be, but I did not see it gory or intense at all. What there wasn't a moment where I was like, that's really gross, <laughs> it all looked really perfectly fine and normal to me. They so. pay for
0: machete people. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is your day-to-day life?
1: <laughs> I wish I could share. But my... Yeah, my wife was like, oh, man, that is so gross. And I'm just like, what part? And I like look over, I was it. like, did I miss something? And she's like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? I'm like, it looks... <laughs> it just looks fine. <laughs> so... I definitely have something something wrong with me.
2: Yeah, Biff thinks criminal minds is an HGTV show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I do have I, I do have a little question for you guys when it comes to stranger things. So with my kids, so my daughter being a 12-year-old she has been asking quite a bit to check out stranger things and we're a family that we guard and protect them pretty well, but with some of the media, we're pretty, pretty laxed. And so what is that? What is that age? If she's requesting to watch it now, do we say, no, don't do it? It's too early or so. I would have go said for it?
0: yes. And we've never allowed our kids to watch Stranger Things, Um, <clears throat> but we got to this one on that Monday of Memorial Day weekend. It was like a thunderstorm. You're not going outside kind of day. Um in our area, and we remember Which is that we had, every day yeah <laughs> lately, so we remembered we had that to watch and we started marathoning at about ten in the morning and within that first thirty minutes, my two kids who have not seen any of the other stranger things, just walked into the living room and both sat down and we were just like, well, we could either stop this or we could just pull the band-aid off right now and yeah, they watched the entire season four with us marathoned at eight and ten. Maybe I'm a horrible parent, but they're going to see worse. crap. Um, No, I mean that like the stuff with that show that's over the top. I mean, there's some gruesome, like disturbing stuff, but the stuff that's over the top is like over the top and like a clearly this is a TV show and people are acting and that's animated and sort of way minus that opening scene, which they warn you about uh, with a little precursor thing given recent events in this country. So we didn't let them watch that. They kind of came in after that, but yeah, they, they seemed okay. Nobody had nightmares and nobody was afraid of the dark.
2: I mean, that first season is probably the best barometer because, I mean, it's basically like a Steven Spielberg movie, but four layered on top of it, you know? So, I mean, with kids, they usually know where their line is as far as what's too scary for them and they might cross it a little bit. But usually they'll be like, no, I don't like this. And then they'll walk away, right? At least that's my experience.
1: Yeah. And season one, I mean, if you go all the way back to the beginning, there was really no gore to it. It was all with Mm -hmm. your imagination. So Mm -hmm. there'd be an intense moment and then the camera pans away or, you know, you, you don't see anything. It wasn't until the second one where that Demogorgon was like laying on top of, I can't even remember. I call him Rudy from the, the most inspirational film (laughs) ever, but that was the first time that like this Demogorgon is like eating his neck. And so you're like, Oh, there's, there's a little blood there. And then I feel like that kind of gave them the permission to, okay, what's next? How can we push the envelope until they got to this recent season? And just completely softened with no scary or gore moments.
0: (laughs) Are you sure you watched stranger things season four?
1: (laughs) It wasn't my little pony, but I, yeah.
0: You're a twisted man.
1: I told you, I gave, I gave the preface that maybe there is something wrong with me, but not one moment that seemed gross to me.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> regardless of how desensitized to violence Biff is, I I would say it was a fantastic season. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to <clears throat> the second half, which is coming up shortly. So
1: I hope it's put together well. I'm sure it is.
0: I mean, based on this, it's got to be right. What was
1: the what was the gap in the years between seasons? Two, um,
0: one or two, I think, because they kind of open with the relocation and the funny thing with me is like you've seen the end of of, of three, right, Andy? Mm-hmm. So you you you're aware that like Hopper is very much alive and in Russia. But, Like yeah. all I kept thinking was like his Red Hammer character and like family back together. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> That's so what kept running through my mind, like his whole like subplot. So, yeah. 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 So I think it's, it's about a year. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it, it feels like it's about a year, year and a half later. I feel like. Okay. Cause they're in a different school and they've gotten a summer vacation. So that would imply that they've gotten past the events of the previous year where they were still in school and then have gotten through that summer, another year of school. Then it's now a summer vacation again. So yeah, it's been a so while. So
1: glorious. It's real good. Love it. Everybody is like
0: way taller and ganglier. Um all all the all the high school kids are clearly like 80s high school kids <laughs> where they're like 28. Like, you know, I don't know if that was intentional, but yeah. Huh. huh. Good stuff. You well, like I have
2: still watching Supernatural. So, I'm nice. watching my own scary show too.
0: How oh. far did you get into that so far? Uh Hey, we
2: just met our first angel. So.
0: Oh no, yep. This is where it starts to get bad when they because you're so you're on season five then. I think so because they like have the whole thing about how angels don't exist. Yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. get real rough for a couple seasons. Pretty, pretty like the worst in the series. There's some other dips, but like hang in there. Yeah, just just ignore the nonsense. Just At saw the they,
2: ghost spacers one the other day too. Oh, that, one's that one's really
0: one's so good. good. Yeah. 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 There's some, uh, there's still some good sprinkled in, but they go pretty hard with the angel demon war from like a narrative perspective and string it together in a lot of episodes that make it kind of rough. Hmm. Cause you just want like the episodic, like I don't want to have to like remember this stuff, you know? Yeah. I was reading some about Jensen Ackles like pitching like a reunion at some point, like a six part like HBO miniseries because, you know, he does the boys or whatever. So he's like, I want to pitch like a six part series where it's like Sam and Dean back at it again. But it's more detective based, like one last hunt. Like, how does that work? They're dead. But (laughs) nobody's really dead, I guess, in Supernatural. So, yeah. Anybody watching Obi-Wan?
2: I just finished Bubba Fett. So I'm nice. just caught up finally.
0: Nice. Well, I am I'm caught up on Obi wan Um three episodes in, it's kind of this typical Disney series thing where it's like you take some three to four episodes to get to a point that's like, okay. That would that was something. You know what I mean? Yeah. First episode's basically a recap of the prequels, so you might as well just light that on fire. Um, second episode, <laughs> eh. And then the third one, some interesting stuff happens. What I do love, though, about the series so far, and I, I'm not going to spoil too much or say too much since somebody's watching it. Um I don't think it some people are saying it's like just complete trash. Um I like it the least out of Mandalorian and Boba Fett so far, but it still has the potential to do Boba Fett. But <clears throat> what I think is hilarious is like the whole premise is supposed to be, you know, of the series that Obi-Wan is like in hiding he's renounced his Jedi ways he's like lurking over Luke on this planet you know but yet he walks out in what is clearly Jedi garbs like in robes like <laughs> like dude just get a different shirt put on a trucker hat like do something <laughs> it's just like no shits given I don't I don't understand that part but that minor annoyance aside it's pretty pretty all right not a, not a fan of the child actor Leia. I kind of want to slap her, but mm. that, that might just be the character they wrote for her. So not the kid's problem itself.
2: Yeah. I'm sure I'll get to it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? There's not that much on Disney Plus, right?
2: No. We have watched some of Moon Knight, which is, that's a weird show.
0: But I heard that was all right, though.
2: Yeah.
0: I guess Doctor Strange is coming up yet this month. Like, it's already going to be on Disney Plus at the end of the month. That's crazy. It's like oh, yeah. still in theaters here. Right. Which I do want to see that just because I've heard it's very Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Yeah. Well, um, gaming news wise, just, we don't have to talk about it too much, but I had to put this nugget down because it just pissed me off to no end today that limited run games, the greatest saviors and video game preservation and fantastic customer service uh, have come up with the ultimate physical release, uh, the bill and Ted collection. Not only do you get the garbage NES game that everyone hates, but you also get the garbage game boy game that everyone hates all on one convenient package for your switch and or PS4. 30 fucking dollars if you want the base game that's not even the collection who's who wants this
1: yeah this one doesn't make sense yeah
0: why at
1: all compared why? to like some of the stuff that they i mean they put out they have put out some okay stuff where you're like this is desirable this would be really cool yeah it's a lot of money whatever Nobody, I have never met anybody in the video game community that's like, Nope, I've oh, ever played Bill and Ted's, such an awesome game. Yeah, that has never happened, and that is the stupidest move ever.
0: The only rationale ever. I can give it is that they're supposedly for video game preservation, and I guess when you go to like a dinosaur museum, they take great care in preserving the dinosaur shits too. So maybe this is the video game equivalent <laughs> of that. This is the this is the video game turd that requires preservation to just, you know, line things up.
1: Man, it is such a bad game.
2: Such a bad game. Yeah. I mean, it is a game, though. So, I mean, <sighs> they're also putting out plumbers don't wear ties. So that's not even a game.
0: That has, like, the cringe factor, though, right? Like, that's this, like, elusive gem that nobody got to play. These are ROMs that... If they're everyone, not expensive games either no so they're basically just banking on the fact that people will buy it because they have nostalgia for bill and ted because i guarantee you no one has nostalgia for these games how could you how much
1: wow. is the bill and ted's game isn't that like a ten dollar game five dollar yeah. game
0: if it's ten i'm gonna be shocked i don't know what the game boy one goes for although with these days i don't know what prices are but it's gotta be less right it's gotta be less then what thirty? I think it's gonna be thirty four ninety nine for the physical versions.
1: Isn't that an LJN release?
2: Yes, I think so. Yeah. Oh, oh no. my Gosh, are they? Did they get licensed to all of that now? That's not going to oh, be good. If,
1: that would be terrible.
2: Like, are they just watching old AVGN and being like, "Can we get the rights to that one?" Oh LJN, they'll
1: just. Dish it out like it's no tomorrow for you. Yep. Bad move. Bad move for video gaming.
0: It just makes them look like asshats, I feel. Like. More so than they do on a typical basis. hmm <clears throat> And I just got pissed. I thought it was a joke. But it's not. I, feel I
1: like... I assumed I feel it was like a new they game. they should merge.
0: Yeah, sure, that would make sense. Should merge I what? think
1: they should merge with WADA make a power company of preservation
2: yeah just uh wouldn't that be something they get sold graded right away right off the bat (laughs) regret they did you see that they have the pizza hut coupon yes with the turtles thing which yep who who in their right mind is going to use that well, right, I, cause I can't picture anybody being like, yeah, I'm going to use this for a Pizza Hut. You,
0: you need know? to preserve it to keep your copy. But then also, yeah, you, yeah who's going to take the active decision on like, yes, I'd like diarrhea today. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want to have a bad time.
1: <laughs> and that That's one thing when I go. So that CIB Turtles 2 that I got yeah. at MGC, that still has the Pizza <laughs> Hut coupon. Nice. So, wow. I think it'd be really fun to try to take it in. There's no expiration date on it to see what they would do, <laughs> but I don't want them to have it. I want it. So
0: <laughs> We can do really good things with photocopiers these days. So. Yeah, Just that's saying. true.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Yeah,
0: I think it's a neat nod, but like, yeah, I don't know if that's going to sell copies, right? And it's definitely not going to sell pizzas. No. <sighs> Did you, you caught, it looked like Andy, you caught the sony state of play thing
2: yeah and if that's like their main e3 here's our games for the year thing that's pretty crazy because a lot of it was like games coming out that have already been out like tunic and things like spider-man coming to pc to pc and yeah here's some vr stuff and here's a resident 4 remake which it's like it's so hard to get excited about that one because i this mean that game is everything yeah and it's already pretty playable. at least the old ones it's like oh they're fixing tank controls and all that other bullshit but
0: right four was four. like four aged very gracefully in comparison i agree yeah and that might I be I the know. one i would buy the one remastered though just because i would like to experience that again if if they don't change too much at the core gameplay mm-hmm and then yeah. a lot of that like street fighter thing and like why did they lean so hard into like flashing like streets of rage and like final fight like clearly snippets of things from the capcom catalog just like are they going to do more than just a standard fighting game like is there going to be some world or beat em up section yeah or? i don't i mean final there's been
2: times that the final fight guys have been in street fighter yeah.
0: Or not Street, I shouldn't have said Streets of Rage, but yes, it, look, it, it looked Final Fight heavy almost like it was going to be a potential pseudo sequel.
2: Yeah, that would have been cool, mm-hmm. but no. Is
0: this, Five well regarded? I thought Five was like the point where like they lost a lot of goodwill, or did they yeah, turn I that into something great eventually? I didn't really
2: keep up with it because it kind of launched half baked, it was like almost sure. early access type thing, but. Six i yeah, I don't know like there's it looks like they're doing a fight during a color run because it's just like color splashes just all over yeah. the place when they're fighting, which I feel like anybody who's serious about this game would turn that shit off immediately because it would be really hard to see,
0: but I didn't even look that much visually differentiated between last gen and in this one i and I guess maybe that's just speaks to the subtlety of like what this generation brings to the table and. It's not always like the graphical wow factor, but I don't know. I heard the, was the Sonic trailer part of that too? Like some gameplay demo?
2: No, that was a separate thing, which I have not seen. I've heard a lot of people say it was really weird.
0: It seemed fine. It didn't, it didn't fill me with a lot of good faith that like Sonic and Sega team are actually going to make like a really good controlling game. But
2: is is anybody thinking
0: that though? No, that's really true yeah yeah so really a pretty lackluster state of play i i didn't watch the whole thing i watched um happy console gamers summary of it He kind of touched on the key points and boiled it down in like 10 minutes and yeah there's nothing in there for me where i was like yep that's, that's amazing
2: yeah i have to imagine that they have to be talking about game other games
0: somewhat at soon. some point yeah <laughs> right yeah, I agree. They they need something. Is this PlayStation Plus subscriber stream thing is not really selling people, so No. Uh, oh, speaking of that, I did catch the news that um what is it called? Uh, Xbox has a secret project. Yeah, I, I didn't maybe I didn't put it down on my notes. No, I did. I had to. Oh, yeah, the keystone So it's Project Keystone, um, but it's going to be a version of the Xbox Series line that is going to be uh, streaming only, which I know gets a little confusing because we've got the digital only S that Biff has, but this is simply going to be a very small streaming dedicated box that pairs with um, Game Pass. And you'll.
1: So would that be equivalent to their cloud, Cloud Play?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what it would run off of. So it would kind of Okay. It, it, theoretically it would be like the Roku streaming stick of consoles. It's kind of how how I would envision it, right? Like it's I don't know if you'd even like could you purchase? Would would you because I wouldn't think so, right? Cuz you're purchasing digital on the S. So this would just be like your gateway to get Game Pass games in 4k uh, theoretically on a tv and i don't know depending on what the price is that might be enough like if this thing's 100 bucks and it does what it says it's going to do my concern though is it's gotta they've gotta figure out some way uh, allegedly they're through the first they're through the first prototype it was good they're satisfied but they they're they're scrapping it going to version two because they want to do better but like my biggest concern is like accounting for the buffering and the variances in bandwidth, because it's already even when game pass X cloud is working good, it still has that refresh and the stutter. So for them to nail it down to the point where I could jump into like a call of duty and be competitive online or halo infinite, that's, that's where I wonder, like, can you make that jump? Like, can you, can you technology your way around that? You know, I don't know. Probably not. Not, not as good as you'd want. Right. Yeah. I wonder
2: unless they're like, I mean, I guess you could match make with only cloud people at that point. Well, that's true. So then they'd all be at the same advantage.
0: But Is even right a- now, cloud doesn't let you do multiplayer locally. So then, if they don't get around that hurdle, I can't even do couch co-op with somebody, which is a big bummer. Mm -hmm. Or do they like have dedicated clouds that do like remote sessions? So you can do that, right? Like it's running your co, I don't know. It seems like the challenge that everybody wants to solve, right? But nobody's gotten close to.
2: Yeah. Do you remember that? funny going watching the original stadia video yeah because they're talking about all these features that look incredible yeah but they never did they never did it they never i mean none of that ever came out
0: yeah gaming differently by using cloud and like yeah interactions through yeah
2: just like (laughs) clicking a link and you're in a certain spot it's like a safe state of a game you're just you know by from a link of on the web
0: yeah, they had whole games that were developed around that premise and different things like that, that cloud offered. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think Microsoft can do it. I think they will do it because I know they want to integrate game pass into a TV line. Um, So to me getting this working makes sense. I still think the ultimate in the direction that they're probably looking to go is like, we want to be an app. On Roku. We want to be an app mm. on the Fire Stick. We want to be in probably not well Chromecast they are not gonna get, but you know what I mean. Um <laughs> well eventually maybe they will get Chromecast. Maybe Google will finally give up on Stadia, but
1: I would think that they're I mean, at this rate, if they haven't scrapped it like a lot of others have, you think they would be pretty dang close to Yeah making it happen. Because, I mean, they're still pursuing it. They're still, I mean, I'm sure they're not far off.
0: Like I said, like in previous episodes, just watching my kid's success rate with xCloud on his $99 very outdated Chromebook. Like if if they can get that experience that good, like throwing $150 worth of good, well-engineered hardware at it, I could see it. I'd be interested what? in it too. Just to, How nice would it be to throw that in a backpack and like... Travel, right? Like, all oh, right. Set up.
2: Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of ads for, uh, Fortnite. Oh yeah. And if, I don't know if this is the only way now that you can play it on iOS. Oh yeah. Through. Yep. Through Xbox. Yep. Cause that's the whole thing. They're just saying, Hey, go to xbox.com slash play Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, Apple just has to be super pissed. Oh about
0: that. yeah. I bet you're just fuming, but yeah, that is fully the workaround. You just need your, xbox uh, live account well you don't even need a live account you just need an xbox account because it's a free-to-play game and then you just go to x cloud and there you go pretty amazing i
1: and, love how scrappy they get
0: yeah that's a pretty big middle <laughs> finger but pretty big company though like oof i mean yeah, and then you Apple, got the I other guess. big
2: company involved in it too.
0: <laughs> yeah it's good stuff man yeah yeah wild times we live in you've been playing Andy it looks like you've been playing an xbox game pass game the one we talked about last time vampire survivors I believe I just watched the vest lord play this on stream and is it am I correct and this is kind of like a 2d side-scrolling roguelike thingamajing where you're just like murdering things on screen and thousands of
2: things yes okay
0: this was the game I watched then I had no clue what the hell was going on But it was entertaining. Yeah,
2: this game is, it's basically just move around the game. I mean, that's the only button that you need is to use the the stick. I mean, I guess you have to press button to choose your upgrades, but it's uh, thousands and thousands of, you know, skeletons or heads or what other things just coming to attack you wave after wave after wave.
0: And then like random mini bosses I saw.
2: Yep, that you get chests for if you beat them, and then you get random upgrades from that. Um, yeah, and
0: then you're like just stacking buffs and things to try and make it to the end of a timer. Is it always timed?
2: Yeah, so far that's what I've gotten to. I've gotten to 30 minutes on three levels or two levels, and then the Grim Reaper just comes and just murders you immediately. So I don't know <laughs> if there's a way to kill him or get get away. Okay. Um, it is still in early access, so I wonder if they're probably adding secrets for that type of stuff, but
0: when this is game yeah, Pass PC
2: only still, right? Right now. Yep. Okay. Yep. I don't know if it's coming to consoles. I would imagine so because it's been pretty successful. seems um, like it
0: could be easily handled on consoles.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm using a controller for the most part because you just need a thumbstick and yeah, it's it's pretty addictive because it's such a short amount of time too. You know, it's just like, okay, I got this small break, let's boot up this game, do one run. And for the most part, if you know what you're doing, you can get somewhat pretty far on most things. Um, so I think that's a little tricky because every level is the same, so it's not varying waved. So every, no, every time you play, you know at five minutes the, these guys are going to come and, you know, you can kind of plan ahead. And then, uh but it does pick different weapons for you. You don't always get to pick the same weapons every time. But you can usually get a pretty good overlap for kind of what you're looking for. Um, but yeah, th- it's so satisfying, you know, once you have a good setup and you're killing a thousand guys and then you're just picking up gems there's even like a thing where it attracts all gems that have fallen on the floor and all of a sudden you just get like a hundred thousand gems just like absorbed into you it's very satisfying but
0: yeah it looks chaotic as fuck yeah like it looks like one of those games where you just get and get into zen mode and like 10 minutes have gone by and you're not even really sure what happened or how you got there but
2: yeah, it's and then nuts. the minute number twenty nine hits, and he, it's just literally everything around you is a giant circle. And here,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: slowly I, dodging.
0: I watched Vest die nine seconds away from the thirty minute mark.
2: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: He was just screaming. He was pretty pretty entertaining. Oh, well, I'm gonna. I I do want to check that one out. I'll have to get around to it one of these days. It's it's a
2: the one thing about it is. Once you get a little bit more upgrades and, you know, it's one of those games where you get to keep coins and then you build upgrades. So each run, you get a little bit stronger. You have a little bit more, you know, upgrades along the way. And that makes you last longer. So almost every run is 30 minutes, whereas when you first start out, it's five minutes, you know, where it was much more of a breezy five minute game whereas now it's like every time you play it it, it's going to be 30 minutes
0: sure yeah it looks it looks cool very cool you know a game doesn't look cool or at least what i've heard is diablo immortal
1: oh you keep that game out of your mouth if you're gonna crap all over it you're playing it because i need I need to take some time to crap all over it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just saw the headline where it costs like $10,600 to fully spec out your character in that game or something like that.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, so I, I don't know much about this game at all. I, I haven't seen anything about it, but I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was in the app store looking for something and there was an ad for it. I was like, Diablo, ah oh, man, I really want to play that game. I, I've, I, I just want to get into it. So I downloaded it. That is the biggest app I have on my phone. <laughs>
0: it's like
1: six gigs, which is so weird to have an app like that on your phone. And so I jumped into it, and I got really sad really fast. I see what they were trying to do. There are some nods to actual Diablo, but then with the amount of tutorials, pop-ups and whatever else, I couldn't see the screen and I have a large phone. I have like this notepad thing and I could barely like see my character in the whole screen and, and that whole just moving around without a joystick is also really weird. And just sliding your finger around a screen really bugs me. Um, I would say that, you know, I, I jumped into the character then necromancer cause I have experience playing with that. And I kind of know what to expect. The power ups are the same, but just how you, how you use them again, there there's kind of this wheel on the right side where you're trying to like push the buttons. It just feels very unnatural. Um, and so I put in maybe an hour into it and I got really depressed and made me, it made me want to actually play Diablo like the (laughs) real Diablo game
0: so, so it wasn't I'm worth the I'm pretty wait. sure
1: I'm going to delete this. I don't know. If you're sitting on the toilet, throwing down a 2Z a or something like that, and you need something to pass your time, I, I think this will help you pinch one off. Hmm. But I think this has been yeah, in the works after, for like
0: three years, right? Like mm-hmm. this has been long. Oh, yeah. Announced. Yeah.
1: When they announced it, people were booing yeah, right. <laughs> and they're like, this is a terrible idea. They're like, no, you get to play Diablo online on your phone. No, that sucks. And I mean, it looks like a Diablo game. It sounds like it, but it it seems off. Like there's something off. There's too many prompts. There's too many things on the screen. It's not this wide open screen that you can kind of just run around. And so it was immensely disappointing. I'm most likely will delete it off my phone. Um, the real thing.
2: So did you come across like how they're trying to get you off to, you know, push you to spend money with them?
1: No, I, I didn't. Maybe I didn't get that far into it, but I, I didn't see. I mean, there were some obvious things that you could upgrade, get some coin or whatever but there wasn't any clear moments where it's pay this to get to this or, or whatever. So that part didn't really bug me or at least I didn't notice anything. Okay. One thing I did notice that seemed very, I mean, not normal to Diablo. I've only played multiplayer with you guys. And so it was weird. You're seeing other characters running all over the map. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you're fighting somebody, they can go up and start fighting too. It was just really bizarre. So you're not, are we fighting together? Mm. Are we fighting against? Are you taking my loot? Am I taking yours? Oh, yeah. And nobody was like, you weren't working together. It was, okay, I'm going to fight this guy. And you go to the next boss and. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of people rush over and they just start killing and move on. And so they're just running all over the place. And so that seemed really weird that I haven't experienced before. And I didn't know if it was supposed to or if there was some kind of glitch. I thought I had the storyline in the world to myself. Uh, But I huh. guess that wasn't the case.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the money thing is a weird thing because, you know, like you said, it costs so much to upgrade or whatever, get maxed out. And it's weird because you would think, well, it's easy. Just, you know, lock some of the characters away for money or obviously skins and stuff like that. But if you're like paying currency to just upgrade the gear that you have, that seems really dumb in a Diablo mo- game, right? Especially if you're just might come across different loot already the next time. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, it's not surprising that it's kind of turned out to be this cluster of a or of a reception. But it's for a company like that that kind of needed a win, or at least a mostly positive. This didn't hit well. It's unfortunate.
1: Do they have any numbers on downloads?
0: I haven't looked enough. I don't know that anybody cares enough. Mostly just the. The backlash about the the you know cash grabs and in game purchases and but you know there's always time to course correct and fix games right mm-hmm. I mean it can be done, I guess it'll depend on if it generates enough money for them to be able to do it and has enough numbers but
2: but I mean they're still working on four right now,
0: right, and two remasters been out, and so I feel like this isn't. You know, no, there wasn't a drought. There's, there's been a steady stream of like proper Diablo content. So I don't know who this is really for. Weird.
2: Yeah, I don't think Overwatch Two is gonna fix their oh, shit either. So
0: no, I think calling that a two is their first mistake. <laughs> um, in other weird news, um, we talked about a departure about a year ago almost exactly at this time, but, um, giant bomb co-founder, uh, Jeff Gertzman has just this week announced, uh, well, giant bomb announced that they've parted ways he is no longer with giant bomb. He's not in the bomb cast. He's out the door. I watched, uh, I watched a little bit. He did a Twitch stream this morning and you kind of hear him like almost choking up a little bit before he came on camera and was talking through it. like. It it seemed very much like he had maybe been toying around with this idea of starting a podcast solo and becoming an entrepreneur for a while, but it 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 definitely came off that it, it probably was very short notice and unexpected that he is no longer with giant bomb. Um <clears throat> I don't know. It was it was weird. Didn't get into much detail. I mean, obviously, you gotta respect his privacy. And then giant bomb which is the other weird thing is like the bombcast records on Tuesdays. Um, I think, and that was uploaded and they kind of gave their angle and it was just like, here's the new format thing. And the core of giant bomb now was nine people, which is a very big group for giant bomb. Um, and they basically just touched on, you know, Jeff's achievements and what he was responsible for, but didn't really, they, they didn't get into it. I, I would say this seems mostly not maybe amicable. I uh, like probably not. the. I. I don't, it's tough to say it, it's weird though. Um, I guess it does mean that I can officially stop listening to the giant bomb cast. Cause all the people that I like <laughs> on it have now left.
2: As long as the fire cast doesn't stop.
0: Right. Yeah. And that was going to be my stipulations. The other like mind melt moment out of this, maybe not so much that Jeff left. You could kind of tell that like,
2: he was checked out for a lot. Yeah,
0: long. once Next Lander had taken hold and that group was gone, he wasn't the same on that podcast ever again. Like you you could you could tell. Um so that kind of made sense, but then when they're like and we're bringing back Dan Reichert. I'm like, "What in the fuck is going on over a giant bomb? <laughs> I love that moron, but yeah, I did not see that coming." Uh-huh. Um he did he did mention on his piece like he he's coming back as like like content director. And he basically stated that like, you know, his two and a half years with like the WWE. He basically wasn't given free reign to just create and come up with stupid shit. Like he was on giant bomb. So he yeah, kind of jumped at the opportunity to come back, which makes sense for him. But yes, as you mentioned, they started the Firecast, which is another podcast that's loosely video game related, but also just really stupid and fun. Like today, they had a 20 minute conversation. Well, I listened to the latest episode today. There was a 20 minute conversation in there where they were trying to figure out what exactly yeast was and where it came from, (laughs) uh, which is painfully stupid and also highly entertaining. Uh, There's almost one of those in every episode. But yeah, my fear is that I need that to keep going because if if that goes away, I need to come back to the bombcast and get my Dan Reichert fix. Yeah. So
2: I wonder if there was like a thing where, when you know that they sold or they got bought by the other company that Jeff had to like had a contract. Had yes. Cause I feel like if next lander thing would have happened and he could have gone, maybe he would have, but
0: yeah, I felt like that too. And I almost wondered if he wasn't going to join, you know, like why, but then that's a big cut. Like do you buy into that company? Do you split the Patreon pot? Yeah. I don't know how that works, but yeah, it it's certainly like, that's kind of the, the conclusion I'm coming to too is like, you know, he was the guy like giant bomb was his baby. They got bought out by CNET. They're emerging. Like he had to man the ship. He was obviously going in a direction to change and it's been changing drastically. And you could kind of tell, like it it felt very much like you said, he was checked out and he maybe didn't agree with it. And he probably got to the point where he was, I'm assuming sitting in those conversations, just like, no, this isn't, this isn't where I want to be or what I wanted to go. And they're like, well, this is, what's happening like get on board yeah. or don't and i don't know it's tough to say i hope we get i hope there's like some more answers like you don't need to know every nitty gritty piece but like at least with Nextlander, they eventually kind of broke silence and explained their reasons for leaving yeah so yeah So another podcast to try and squeeze in we'll see we'll see how, how it goes Jeff on his own for 90 minutes might be a little rough.
2: Yeah, that's a weird one. I don't know.
0: I'm excited for Dan, though. That's pretty cool. (laughs) More conversations about butter, please. Is it a dairy? (laughs) Wait a minute. I just realized I don't know where butter comes from. Wait, give me a minute. I'll get it. Does it come from a cow? (laughs) Best episodes ever. I just wanted to bring back Burkle My Bananas, please. Yeah. Like, that was the most insane. I just, I loved that first episode of Burkle My Bananas where he's going through the rule set and you could tell that like everyone sitting next to him was made so stupid by what he was trying to explain that this is never going to work. <laughs> and it made like so, like, and you could see the joy on his face and like how this idiotic thing made so much perfect sense to him and it's just like holy crap everybody else
2: is like what are we doing here
0: you're on another plane
2: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah So it'll be interesting to see i mean it's officially the end of an era for giant bomb um it's going to become something completely different and it probably needs to right um Hmm. but i don't know it's definitely not the place i probably gonna turn to for content like i would have no, nope. before all these departures, did you cancel your your premium subscription?
2: I'm not going to renew. No, yeah,
0: it's a bummer. Plus, they added a, they brought another Jeff back, Jeff uh, Grub. Like is mm-hmm. that like a quota thing? Like you have to have two Jeffs on Bombcast at all time? <laughs> super super uh, confusing for me. So no, no. Well, hopefully Jeff forming his own podcast doesn't squeeze us out of some podcast rotations, please. We're still here. <clears throat> and where can you find us? Mike check. M- Mike. I was
1: check. just joking. I was saying how long to, to make you uncomfortable. By just sitting in silence.
0: Well, I think at some point you just have to consider how long is a listener going to listen to silence before they wonder if something's wrong with their stream.
1: Wait, did we get you? <laughs> <laughs> Good, one. <laughs> Good one. Oh, yeah. You can find our podcast. Lots of different places. Social media, wherever you have great listening podcast availability. You'll find us there. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's been a while since I've closed a show out because you know me, I'm a part timer. So I think you should send us some some emails, Ryan. Do we have any emails? No, zero emails.
0: I've got shipment confirmation of my glorious premium package from Manscaped, but I don't think I that counts. That a
1: premium package
0: darn and it's a well-groomed premium package code rental there you com.
1: yeah go check that out help us out that'd be awesome help and yourself then, out. Uh, yeah
2: fo-
1: yeah help yourself out this is you yeah, know going down south really fast but
0: what yeah anyways
1: no emails to read make sure you're following us on all of our social media um, on Twitter, Facebook, all of those good places. As always, friends, be kind. Rewind.
0: Bananas feels weirdly appropriate. It's like balls.
1: Bananas and two smooth
0: kiwis.